Doctor Who, Billy Seven, Sherlock Holmes, Dorian Gray, The Prisoner, Terry Fox, Beneath Summerfield, Pathfinder, The Avengers, Countermeasures, The Omega Factor, 2000 AD, Iris Wildtime, Gallifrey, Sarah Jane Smith, Graceless, High Davros, Dalek Empire, Unit, Vienna, Survivors, Knight of the Triffids, Charlotte Pollard, Jago and Lightfoot, Dark Shadows, Torchwood, Big Finish, We Love Stories. Hello and welcome to the Big Finish Podcast. I'm Nick Briggs and I don't have with me Joe Smith. Why not? Well, he's been shut off in a strange, strange dimension. Probably his own head. Anyway, (laughs) since Joe's not here, well, I thought I needed a guest star. And who have we got? We've got Scott Hancock. Hello, Scott. Hello. And to explain to those of you who are thinking, who's Scott Hancock? I mean, I can't imagine there are any of you out there really saying that. Scott has written and directed and produced lots of brilliant things for Big Finish over the years. And he's hard at work on all sorts of other stuff for us now. So, Scott, what do you want to talk about first? Well, should we talk a little bit about why I'm actually here with you today? Oh, go on then. Yes. We're just um, halfway through recording on All Consuming Fire. Yes, Doctor Who, All Consuming Fire. Adaptation of the Andy Lane novel from the 1990s where Doctor Who meets Sherlock Holmes. Yes, and you cast me as Sherlock Holmes since I, that's who I play for Big Finish anyway. So I know, it's very thought, exciting. It's a nice yeah. overlap from the uh, Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes ranges. And yeah. how have you found it working with, well, without your Watson today? And, and yeah, um, it's been, you know, I always, if Watson's not around, I'm always a little bereft. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, lo- it's lovely to do, actually, and it's it's lovely to do from point of view that lots of people have been asking about this for a very, very long time. So it's really nice to deliver finally on something that people clearly want and is it strange for sherlock to be in a sci-fi because you've done you've done you have appeared in the dorian gray ranges sherlock holmes and you've done a few other bits and bobs but is it quite weird to immerse sherlock holmes in the sci-fi world rather than the it is odd but you know sherlock holmes has this attitude that uh uh, he uh, you know analyzes everything for clues and signs and and obviously with science fiction related stuff the fascinating thing for holmes is that he can't pick up on those normal clues but he 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 kind of accepts it he just accepts it as a conundrum he has to solve in some way and get information from other sources like the doctor for example but and and it's hilarious when he meets the doctor i mean i don't mean mean it's a big slapstick scene or anything (laughs) um it's because he can't read the doctor and he launches into wanting to read his personality and then and uh, well everything about him and he can't you know uh, and he fixates on this bit of mud and it turns out to be from another planet so yeah it, it's it's fascinating being in that situation it is different you know mm. because i'm i'm used to being uh, in sherlock holmes adventures where he's sort of driving the story and i think there was at least one occasion where i asked for a line to put in <laughs> because i think why, why hasn't he spoken for a while but that's probably just my ego i i'm not saying a word <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been lovely working with you because we've worked together on Frankenstein and a yeah, few things, but it's yeah, quite yeah. nice to have you as Holmes. And- yeah, well, as you say, we've done Holmes in uh, the Dorian Gray bit of the worlds of Big Finish. Mm, yes. That's just and a the, minor plug there. The Christmas spe- yeah, the worlds of Big Finish, which has gone down very well, which also had Iris Wildtime, mm. who's back for a new series um, very soon. Uh, with the lovely Katie Manning and Jeffrey Breton on the scene. Um, and Iris is as mad and as bonkers as... <laughs> You always expect her to be, which is which is lovely. Um, what, what sort of stories is she going to be involved in this time? Well, we've got the Scorches back. 
Oh, yes. Which now, is very for exciting. anyone who doesn't know who the Scorchies are, they're sort of mad puppets, aren't they're they? They're mad uh, puppets obsessed with musicals. So we've got a... Uh, they're they're trying not based to... on our uh, executive producer, Jason Hegadery, <laughs> are they? That hadn't occurred to me. Um, but no, we've got a few new musical numbers in there, and they're trying to take over the world through a depressive one-hit wonder from the 1980s called Brian Bonamy. We've got... Uh, oh, really? Nicola Bryant in it, and Tracy Childs, and um, all sorts of lovely people, actually. And she, Iris turns sleuth for a uh, murder mystery um, she meets an extraterrestrial werewolf in Belgium she goes to she a casino in the far far future where slot machines are killing people through addiction it's business as usual for and, the, well and these are half hour adventures aren't they they're eight half hour adventures what made you decide on that format um, we'd done it for Dorian right, and we'd done right. it for the world's a big finish and um, I think with something as uh, Big and bold as Iris, actually. It's quite difficult to sustain the energy over an hour-long play. But actually, reducing it to half hours, you can still tell a really neat little story and keep the energy and the, the ideas going uh, far better over half an hour than you can a, a whole hour. And it means we get to tell more stories, which is yeah, yeah, um, it's great, a lot it? more fun. Have, we got, have you got any clips ready, do you reckon? We've got plenty of clips. Shall we play a clip now? Yes, go on. Here we go, then. A little clip from Wild Time Reloaded, out in August from Big Finish. Hold on tight, lovey! What was that? Some transdimensional turbulence, I'd wager? No, uphill start, lovey. Sorry, I never could get the hang of those. Now then, we're going to slalom through the vortex. We are? Oh, yes. Only way of ensuring she'll never get back to Earth. She? Bloody Nora, of course. Keep up! Ah, yes, you said. Repeatedly. Aye, and repeatedly's where I went wrong. Track my potty mouth. But who is she? Where did she come from? A mirror universe, Captain. A world not unlike, but opposite to our own. Legend has it that if you stand in front of a mirror in the gloom and invoke her name three times, Bloody Nora will appear before you, and she's a scary old bat. Bloody Nora, Bloody Nora. Oh, heck, she's in the rear view. So she is. Good grief. That's the trouble with Bloody Nora. She can manifest in any mirror, anywhere. Ah. Oh. It's time for you to chop them. Um, she means she's going to kill a slob. Oh, of course. How silly of me. Jolly good. That was um, lovely. Yeah, so what uh, What else have you been working on then, as um, if I didn't know? <laughs> Do you know, it feels like there's a lot. Um, well, we've, we've also recorded Theatre of War for the... Uh, Doctor Who adaptations range. We've also done Torchwood. We did our first Torchwood a while back um, with John Barrowman coming back as Captain Jack, with John Sessions and a couple of other people for The Conspiracy, which is out in September, kicking the range off, yeah. which is all very exciting. It's very exciting. Um, and I'm currently prepping the second title, which will, I don't know if there'll be news by the time this podcast... Yes, don't reveal uh, it yet. It could be top secret. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That information has been redacted. But it's very exciting. And because a few cast members are still based in Cardiff, it means I get to work from home and record in my, my you, home city. Because you live in Cardiff. I do, I do. You weren't born there, though, were you? I wasn't. I was born in Birmingham, Nick, as well. Birmingham, you know. oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just, um, in, just upset everyone who lives in Birmingham. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but yeah, but Torchwood's a very exciting project, and James Goss is working very hard on some very exciting storylines for He's the upcoming it. series. Is he, is he producing and writing? He's 
written the one I'm prepping at the moment, actually, which is a really lovely two-hander. He's got a great track record with Torchwood, though, hasn't he? Oh, he's done loads of books, and he used to work on the the website when he worked for BBC Wales back in the day, so he has a long history and love and passion for Torchwood. And I know that Russell T. Davis really supports him doing it, doesn't he? Well, Torchwood, yeah. yeah, uh, James spoke to Russell about the storylines he wanted to tell over this coming series, and... uh, as James says, it's all the stories that you'd have wanted to see on screen if they'd had more time uh, back in the day. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, I wonder if we should just play a little clip from Tortured the Conspiracy. Well, I would love that, personally. Lovely. In which case, here's John Barron giving his best Captain Jack. Sky Point was going to be the tallest building in the city. But back then, it was only half built. A spire of girders and concrete reaching several hundred feet into the night sky. One side cleared the gate. It took me a while to find him. How they got him up there? I'll never know. But he was standing on a narrow ledge, maybe 60, 70 feet off the ground, a rope around his neck, and his hands tied behind his back. Sam! Where are they? I can't see him, but I think they're still here. I'm gonna come up there and get you down, okay? No! No, don't do that! They said if you try and help me, they'll kill us both! Damn it. Why don't you show your faces, whoever the hell you are? There we go. That's exciting, isn't it? Bit of tortured. It was exciting. Yeah. Well, I, and I, probably still will be if you play it again. <laughs> go on, play it back. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else are we doing? Um, I'm... It's funny, I was going to ask that. Oh, go on, ask that. <laughs> no, go on, no, carry on. <laughs> uh, the wonderful Wizard of Oz is also out in September, Ooh. which uh, Nigel Fares is busy beavering away on at the moment. Uh, he sent me a little clip of the opening the other day. Now, can you explain stuff about it? Because everyone thinks they know the wonderful Wizard of Oz because of the movie. The movie's do, very different. Do they know I mean, it? Uh, no, they don't. It, it's the same basic story, but, you know, there are tweaks and it's all about... There's a lot more in the book, actually. And there's a lot more of the world and, and the characters, which Mark Platt, who's obviously done a lot of Doctor Who stuff, um, has really sort of taken and run with. And in his um, adaptation of it. Absolutely. It's a lot. It's a far darker story than I think people will necessarily expect. Does it feel more like that film Return to Oz in, in its sort of tone? Um, the one that had Gene Marsh in? Do you know, it, it's more... When David Richardson asked me to do it, he said he wanted me to do it because I could make the Tim Burton version of... Uh, the Wonderful Wizard of Oz, something a bit dark and twisted. Yes. Um, I don't quite know why he thought I'd be able to do that. Does he think um, you're dark and twisted? (laughs) Quite possibly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we've got a lovely cast for that. We've got a a newcomer, Ali Doman, as uh, Dorothy, and then Dan Bottomley and Alex Jordan, who are young, upcoming actors as the Scarecrow and the Lion, and Daniel Brocklebank, who's currently in Coronation Street, as Tin Man, and then Dan Starkey's in it, Jacqueline King... Uh, Rachel Atkins. It's just a lovely, lovely cast who really yeah, go for yeah. it. And Stuart Milligan as uh, Oz himself. Wow. So it's it's really nice and powerful. And again, I, I, I think this might be a nice opportune moment for a, a little clip. Toto was chasing rabbits. Look at that sky. The clouds are reaching down. Oh, it's heading this way. I said the beer twister. Come on, inside. Home, sweet home, be it ever so humble. But when there's a twister rattling the rafters, the only safe place is down in the cellar. 
Go on, both of you. Mind those steps, Ann. Damn rickety things. But what about supper? Left provisions down here. And candles. It's all right, Toto. Come on, child. Stop wasting time. Right behind you, Dorothy. What's happening? Toto, don't wriggle. I've got you. Wind's got under the roof. Let's get this door shut. No! Toto, come back! Dorothy! Dorothy, come back! Oh, oh the house! There we are now. That some of those cast members you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we just? Me- I mean, there's uh, Jacqueline King. Of course, she she played Donna's mum in Doctor Who. She did. She did. At Stuart Milligan, he was uh, Nixon, wasn't he? He was. Yes, he was. that's right. Yes. So um, he's yeah. also done stuff for Big Finish before, actually. Stuart, he, yeah. he did a few. He played uh, Garandal, didn't he, in the Sylvester McCoy trilogy? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lovely voice, lovely man, lovely actor. And speaking of Jacqueline King, yes, she's also in the fourth series of The Confessions of Dorian Gray. Of course, she must be. She, she, yeah. She's uh, not only is she brilliant and very, very versatile with her voice. Absolutely, she is a true delight to have in the building. She's, she? she's a lot of fun. She's she's nice. She's lovely. She's effortlessly nice, yes. but also powerfully nice. Yes, you 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 feel overdosed in niceness but in a really pleasant way um but yeah no she she comes into dorian and uh <laughs> the interesting thing about dorian is i think it's one of the darkest things big finish do yeah yeah and a few of our actors have said they they don't know whether they'll necessarily listen to their performances back <laughs> because reading the scripts was enough for them um which is lovely in a way when you're producing a horror series to have people genuinely freaked out yeah, whilst well, recording. That's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, so um scaring people. We're working on that. We've got a few stories uh which have nothing to do with the supernatural at all and are just really nice character pieces. Um we've got people like Anthony Howell in who does the who Avengers. Does the Avengers. For us. Yeah, yeah. Um Bruno Langley did his first big finish doing a Dorian for us. Yes, yes, and were, people will know him as the cat. What's the name? Adam Mitchell Adam, from uh, yeah. Series One of Doctor Who, and of course Coronation Street. Yasmin Bannerman, who's uh, Ros Forrester with Sylvester McCoy, and she was to do one. Um, she played a tree in Doctor Who, didn't she? She did Jabe from yeah. the End of the World. She was amazing. We've had her in for all sorts of things, actually. She was also in um, The Bride of Peladon as well, I seem to remember. Mm. Now, I'm a big fan. fan. I'm a big fan. What's <laughs> a fan? I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, and then for the Christmas special, because Dorian gets a Christmas special this year, um, we've got Hugh Skinner back, who people may know from W1A. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's sort of the clueless assistant he in is, W1A, he is. a comedy series on the BBC. A comedy series on the BBC about the BBC. About the BBC. Yeah. And he's lovely. We also have Katie Manning back Joe in Grant. Dorian. Yes. Um, and not Gabriel, playing Joe Grant. Not playing presumably. Joe Grant. <laughs> or indeed R.S. Wildtime. <laughs> uh, David Warner playing Santa. <laughs> is, is it a very happy Santa? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I think David... David will happily admit he, he, he got quite excited about playing against type and then read the script and realised it wasn't the happiest Santa <laughs> in the world. Um, and then Gabriel um, Wolfe as well has come in to uh, play a, a, a sinister wouldn't little have, character he'd have been, Christmas. He'd have been good as Santa. Oh, he's I much better Santa's at... Uh, gift of <laughs> I bring Santa's gift of death. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, we've got a lovely cast and it's all sounding wonderful. And I think maybe we should play a little clip from Series 4 of uh, Dorian. I should say so. Out in November. Here we go. Oh my God. You really are him. So now you know. How does that affect your programme? Dorian, I think you're full of possibilities. Huh? More than ever. You're exactly what I'm looking for. What do you mean? Don't you see? My research, my experiments. I believe in the possibilities of machine intelligence. What a computer could be, what we could be together. together. And all this time, I've been told I'm wrong, that I'm deluded, that people don't learn like machines, don't behave like machines. How can a machine be like a man if it can never be creative? How can a machine be like a man uh, if it hasn't got a soul? No, Adam, just stop. Stop now. Here you are, the man without a soul, yet who functions as the perfect simulacrum. You look like us, you sound like us, and by God, if I could fall for you. You're the best possible template for what I want to achieve with my machines. You're the future, Dorian. No! Um, so, yeah, Dorian's going full throttle and... Uh, after chatting with Alex during series four, we're we're going ahead with a fifth and final series for twenty sixteen. I know, but you know what? We we during series four we went we're we're doing good stuff here and we want to end on a high and we've been naturally coming to the end point I had in mind. But there's always the possibility that it could come back for you know, a special or something. Well, who knows? We, we, we've got a definite story we want to tell, yeah. and that will be wrapping up next year. So, um, well. yeah, Series 4 Christmas and then Series 5 next year is very exciting. And uh, more Tortured on the way. And a few secret projects that you know about, which we're still feverishly beavering away on. Shh, don't mention that. I know. What about Karnaki? Oh, Karnaki as well. Yes, I forgot about that. Yes, I mean, I don't know if we'll have announced that by then. Well, but... let's announce it now on <laughs> Jingo. Let's do it. Yeah, for people who don't know, Karnaki the Ghost Finder was a sort of series of short stories written by William Hope Hodgson around 1910, 1912, um, about a sort of supernatural sleuth um, in the Edwardian era. It's, it's a little bit M.R. James meets Conan Doyle. <laughs> and they're just these really charming little... Yeah, scary? Mystery stories. Mystery, uh, scary. They're eerie, they're creepy, they're atmospheric. They're what, they're, they're what David Richardson awesome. would call spooky dookie. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're extremely spooky dookie. Um, and they're, they're just uh, lovely readings performed by the brilliant Dan Starkey oh, Dan and the Star. lovely Joseph Klosker as well. Um, yes, Joseph has been quite a few things. And Dan, of course, in case you didn't know, plays Strax in Doctor Who. I know. And millions of yeah. thick parts. He's got he's got great versatility, hasn't he? He's brilliant, and he's so much fun to have in the studio, yeah. and I think we almost killed him. Um, <laughs> that must have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> reading Karnaki, but he's he's brilliant, and they're, they're going to be quite straightforward um, readings, just, you know, playing with the language and the voice, and we've got some beautiful music. But, yeah, they'll be really nice to just listen to on mm. the, the cold winter nights as the dark draws in. To wit, to woo. So yeah, um, I, oh, sorry, I'm just trying to make scary noises. <laughs> so yeah, they'll be out later in the year, I think. Good. I mean, well, this is this is how fresh an announcement it is. I don't actually know when they're out or uh, no. We haven't worked that out, <laughs> but they are going to come out. They've so been recorded sure. and yeah. they're very exciting. Yeah, well, it's been lovely having you here. I mean, um, it's you been do... lovely chatting to you, Nick. <laughs> I never get to do a podcast. Got, I was going to say, and there, here's your chance. Um, the thing is, you know what. You do so much for Big Finish. What um, I won't say. What's your favorite? What's your favorite <laughs> aspect of working on Big Finish, or do you just sort of? Do you know, I I I love 
Uh, do you know, I, 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 I've sort of gone off writing because you're just in a room on your own, sobbing yes. into a laptop. <laughs> um, I, I love producing because I adore life. spreadsheets. Anyone who knows me knows how much I adore spreadsheets and scheduling. <gasps> do you, do you? But I, I, I love directing because I get to work with so many different people. You know, you, you, you meet different actors and everyone has a different take, but there's something really lovely about the intensity of, you know, just having a couple of days with a group of people and yeah, really yeah. sort of channeling an energy and focusing it and, you know, welcoming people into the big finish fold. And so many people love coming here. Yes, And uh, you get to work with so many different people as well. They love the lunches. I thought I'd just throw in that mention. (laughs) They do love the lunches. But it's that thing, you know, I'm sure for you as an actor, when you work with different directors, you're challenged in different ways. When I work with different actors, um, you know, that keeps stuff fresh and, you know, you, you rethink how you work. So it just... It just keeps things lovely and ticking along. And thankfully, you very generously let me do a fair amount and I've not cocked it up yet. <laughs> well, the good thing, as I keep saying to you, you know, it takes a particular skill to be able to take a project right from the beginning and through to the end. And you've developed those skills and it, it's great, you know, the the writing, the directing and the producing. And, you know, to have someone who is enthusiastic about spreadsheets is amazing. I mean, I've just been dealing with spreadsheets throughout the day and, you know, it's it's possibly one of my least favourite things, but has to be done. So I'm glad you're enjoying that part of the job, Scott. I'm enjoying it no end. Please. <laughs> Please give me your spreadsheets. Uh, I will, you, I will my, tackle I'm, them with a plot. I'm too embarrassed to show you my spreadsheets. <laughs> I'm sure they're nowhere near as good as yours. How do we end this podcast well, as I quickly as I possible? Th- I think we just say it's over with. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you. What a um, pleasure. Let's see if we can end with a trailer for something. Here's a trailer. Look at that sky. The clouds are reaching down. I said there'd be a twister. Come on, inside. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. When folks move house, they usually have some idea where they're going. But when the house moves and takes them with it, well... We welcome you to the land of the munchkins. They're so grateful to you for having killed the wicked witch of the east. Killed? A witch? After setting them free from their long slavery. Oh, God! No! No, please! You're making a mistake! I need to get home to my aunt and uncle. Doesn't anyone know the way? Well, there is always the city. The city? The Emerald City, ruled by Oz, the great and terrible wizard. Is this a rival? A witch? With a flying house, disguised as an innocent little girl. No, no. Surely not. We're bound for the Emerald City to ask the Great Wizard to send me back to Kansas. Do you think that Oz would give me some brains? Hmm. No harm asking. You don't suppose if we asked, he'd give me a new heart? New heart? New head? Amazing. It's a lion! Oh, Toto, come here! Oh, Scarecrow, look out! Hello, are you a wild lion? Oh, you leave Toto alone, you bully! Take that! Bite those! You ought to be ashamed, trying to bite a little dog! Call yourself King of the Beasts! 
Everyone expects so much. It's bravery. That's what you lack. Oh, yes, you're right, my dear. Easily spooked, you see. Time to rally my forces. They are coming right into my trap. And then I'll have the silver shoes and the emerald city. And then the whole of the land of Oz, east to west, north to south, shall all be mine! <laughs> soon from Big Finish. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not having any of that coming soon nonsense. I'm a trans-temporal adventurous, don't you know? Uh, Miss Wildtime. Oh, not now, Captain Lovey. Time doesn't work in straight lines, you see. Coming soon. Bah! Been there, done that. Chances are I've already... Um, actually, I think they just wanted to play the trailer. Trailer? Yes. Oh, oh. Let's do that then. Right. Hit it, boys! Wild Time Reloaded. New Iris. We knew you would come back. No one ever leaves the scorches. They can't resist the music. A duet! A duet! That no one will ever forget! <laughs> A new companion. Your action, sir? Mr. Turner? That's Captain Turner, thank you very much. And I shall raise you... Uh, where are my chips? You're attached to them. This is Limba Poker, kiddo. And a series of eight new adventures. Ha ha ha! Gotcha! Hold on tight, lovey! What was that? Some trans-dimensional turbulence, I'd wager? No, uphill start, lovey. Sorry, I never could get the hang of those. She's back, and it's about wild time. I think you can hush up now, lovey. May not be suitable for listeners lacking a sense of fun. Eyebrows may go up as well as down. See you around! Hey, <laughs> whoa!